welcome to the Midlife-ish podcast, where you learn how to wake up and slay through menopause with mindful living. I'm your host, Dr. Joyelle, your board-certified OBGYN and perimenopause health coach. There's a lot of ish that happens during these midlife years, and you're probably bombarded by the pressure of beating the clock before you hit menopause. Are you a professional woman between the ages of 40 and 50 and afraid of how you'll look, feel, and even think when you approach menopause? Are you over 40 experiencing hot flashes, mood swings, lack of energy, and just feel lost on what to do to manage your symptoms? Are you over 40 and you cringe with each birthday because it means you're one year closer to menopause and you might just run out of time to fulfill your biggest dreams? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are where you are supposed to be. This podcast will not only prepare you for what to expect during the midlife years, but equip you with simple, integrative strategies to manage your menopausal symptoms. Ladies, you will learn that you are not heading towards a midlife crisis, but a midlife revolution as you embrace the evolution of yourself. So let's get started so you can slay your day. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for coming back to talk about some more (laughs) midlife-ish. I wanted to revisit uh, vaginal health, vaginal health after 40 part two. Because yet again, I hear another story about a perimenopausal or menopausal woman having vaginal symptoms and being told, like, this is your only option. If this doesn't work, then you just, you're just going to have to live with it. That is unacceptable. <laughs> so if you've been told that or somebody you know has been told that, please seek another opinion. Please, please, please. Because like I said in the episode, um, episode 34, in the first episode of vaginal health, the vaginal symptoms that occur with menopause, perimenopause, menopause, these symptoms get worse over time. As opposed to hot flashes, they typically get better over time. The vaginal symptoms get worse, especially if you don't address them early on. So what is happening? Estrogen basically helps the blood flow to the vaginal walls, keeping them very nice and moisturized. It helps keeping the pH balanced in there. So once we're starting to lose estrogen and perimenopause and menopause, all those things go away. And not to say this will happen every woman, but it's definitely something that you need to be aware of just in case it does happen to you and you know what, you know, what it is. And we're going to talk about some possible options to that you can discuss with your doctor about. So with vag- the vaginal symptoms themselves in perimenopause and menopause, vaginal atrophy, which essentially means that the vaginal walls are thin and dry and potentially inflamed. That is what we call vaginal atrophy. Then you can also have a change in vaginal discharge, vaginal itching, and this also can lead to pain with intercourse. So again, this is why it's important for you to address these symptoms early on 
And there's also urinary symptoms that can happen with bladder. Um, you could have urinary frequency. Um, and again, we'll talk about that in a different episode. So we'll revisit, revisit that later on. So yeah, because I want to talk mostly or just on, just on the vaginal changes that happen. So those are the changes that can happen. Vaginal dryness, vaginal pain, itching. And then, like I mentioned before, if we, as we're losing estrogen, that changes the, our vaginal pH. So some women can be susceptible to recurrent vaginal infections like bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections. So that's also important to know. And we also talked about in the last episode of vaginal health in regards to how we can potentially decrease the um, risk of vaginal infections in regards to, you know, looking at our stress levels, our diet and all that good stuff. Also wanted to mention for those of you who are in heterosexual relationships that check your partner. If you are having recurrent vaginal infections, figure out if he's using a soap that may not be agreeing with you. So you have to also keep that in mind. So I want to bring that to, to your attention because some women, are, you know, when I mentioned that, like, oh, I didn't think about that. So I wanted to bring that, bring that to your attention also um, in regards to if you're someone who is susceptible to recurring vaginal infections, that's something to definitely think about. So, so those are the vaginal symptoms, like I mentioned before. So what are the options that you have in order to address some of these things. So there's vaginal moisturizers and there's vaginal lubricants. Moisturizers are typically used for more of a chronic use or everyday use to replace the secretions in the vagina. And examples of these are replens, Luvina, things like that, basically to help moisturize those vaginal walls repeatedly as opposed to a one-time thing, as opposed to lubricants, vaginal lubricants, these are typically used just when you are about to have sex um, to reduce the friction. So, you know, mostly we um, typically recommend water-based lubricants like KY, Astroglide, um, Just Like Me is another one. Um, but there's also silicone-based lubricants like Ubalube. I think um, I've had women who've had good success with Ubalube. So that's another um, another option. And there's also, you know, obviously oil-based lubricants. And just remember, oil-based lubricants does not agree with condoms. So, you know, it weakens the integrity of the, of the condom. So please be, you know, um, be mindful of that too. So those are lubrications you can use during sex. I also have mentioned coconut oil as an option uh, as a lubricant during sex, or even in my book, uh, <laughs> I've mentioned coconut oil suppositories where you actually um, can freeze like little coconut oil pops and pop it in the vagina to help moisturize those tissue while you're sleeping. Um, that is mentioned in my book, Loving Me, Myself, and Her Through Perimenopause and Beyond to also kind of, again, act more as a moisturizer as opposed to a lubricant. So those are kind of the general things you can get either over the counter or online. 
And then there's also something called Reverie, which you can also order online. And this is actually a um, suppository that's made of hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is typically a substance that's used a lot in skincare products products because it's very hydrating. So it's actually in reverie. Um, and I've had women use this with great success also more so again, to help moisturize those tissues on a chronic basis, as opposed to a one-time thing. And just so you know, with any of these things that I'm mentioning, I do not have any stocks in them. I'm not getting paid to tell you this. These are all the things that I typically would recommend to my patients in the office. Just again, to give you all the possibilities or most of the possibilities that are out there because I, you know, time and time again, I've had, I've heard so many stories of, I've encountered so many women who've been told like, oh, there's really nothing out there for you to use. Or some women are under the impression that there's nothing for them to, you know, nothing, no options for them to help with this. So I really want you to just kind of be aware of there are multiple options out, out there. So those are um, the non-hormonal options. And the hormonal option would be vaginal estrogen, right? The the local application of estrogen to the vagina. And that is really the most effective. And the vaginal estrogen come in many, many different formulations. It comes in a cream, it comes in a tablet, it even comes in a ring. So it's just important for you to have a discussion with your physician to see if this is a good option for you. Um, because I know there may be some hesitancy because it's, oh my gosh, it's hormone. Um, however, estrogen vaginal estrogen is really a local application, meaning that if you use vaginal estrogen, there's really limited or very, very low risk for it to reach systemically and cause any other side effects. So I know there are some women who, um, who've had a history of breast cancer and, you know, obviously many of them cannot use hormonal options in regards to addressing the menopausal symptoms. However, there are some circumstances where um, oncologists, you know, doctors who take care of cancers have agreed with vaginal estrogen as an option for some women with breast cancer. So that really is going to have to be a conversation between your GYN and your oncologist to see if you are a good candidate for vaginal estrogen, um, because again, it's more of a local um, action as opposed to systemic, like it does not, you know, it, it causes minimal risk in regards to, you know, things that women can be hesitant about hormones with, you know, as far as um, blood clots and um, breast cancer, if she didn't have any history of breast cancer, things like that, that some women may be hesitant about. Vaginal estrogen is more of a local, um, local action. So there's that. And then other um, non-hormone or non-estrogen therapies. There's something called Osfina, which is a oral tablet. You know, it's something you take by mouth that you would take every day. And there's also a vaginal suppository that you would place nightly called Prasterone or Intrarosa. And I'm going to write all these in my show notes. So you'll, <laughs> so you don't have to like figure out how to spell all this stuff. <laughs> uh, I'll write them. I'll put them in the show notes. So you'll know what I'm talking about, but um the vaginal suppository enterosa, um, that essentially kind of breaks down to estrogen and testosterone at the vaginal cell level. Again, all local does not um, 
reach systemic um, levels. So that is another option. And then again, like I mentioned, the, the oral tablet, Ospina, is another option that has been FDA approved for um, painful intercourse or vaginal dryness that you know leads to painful intercourse. So those are multiple <laughs> options to consider for women who have vaginal dryness, pain, pain with intercourse. And if those things you tried and, and it's not helped, the other option is laser therapy. That's typically a last resort only because number one, it is not covered by insurance. So you do have to pay out of pocket for it. And there are risks um, to laser therapy as, as, as well as the, um, the other um, non-estrogen therapies, you know, you have to talk to your physician in regards to potential risk of all of those. And every, again, every woman is going to be different in regards to um, the risk and the indications um, for each of these options. So it's really important to have that discussion with your, um, your GYN um, in regards to what you can use to um, address these things. And that is, again, like I said, something that you have to address, you should address early on. Um, The other thing in regards to vaginal health in general after 40 is what I also mentioned in my book, if you don't use it, then you will lose it. (laughs) And what I mean by that is if you are not having sex regularly, that can also cause the, it decreases the essentially, um, let me say it this way. When you have sex on a regular basis, that allows the, um, the blood flow to the vaginal walls to be activated. So, and then that ultimately helps with moisture. So if you don't, you know, if you go through long periods of time when you're not having sex or if you're not using it, then that, you know, you're not, you're not getting that, that blood flow and that, that moisture um, that happens when you, when you are active. So that's something to also keep in mind. And what do I mean by regular sex? I'm not saying you have to have sex every day. (laughs) I don't don't know who got time for that, (laughs) but if you can have it at least once a week, you're doing good. <laughs> That's always a question like how 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 regular is regular exactly? I know we're all busy, we may be tired, like you know, I, I totally get it. Like, so you know, it does not have to be an everyday thing, it doesn't have to be every other day thing. If you can do once a week, then you're good. And if you're if you are not, you know, with a partner. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not with the partner right now. What am I supposed to do? There, you know, there's there's toys. I, you know, we 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 can use those too, <laughs> and that is okay. Um, so so just also um, keep that in mind um, in regards to just again optimizing your vaginal health after forty. Okay, so like I said, those are some options for you to discuss with your your doctors, um, and figure out, you know, based on your history, 
um, which option would be the best option for you. I just don't want anyone out here thinking there's nothing out there for me (laughs) because there are, there's something that you can do. Um, There's something that you can try. And, you know, it may be some trial and error for you to figure out which one is the best option for you. So you, again, you just have to kind of see, you know, what that is and, and go from there. All right. All righty. So that was the the quickie (laughs) on the options for vaginal dryness or vaginal symptoms that occurs with perimenopause and menopause. And, you know, those are definitely things that you can consider. And if you are struggling with just your overall health, in perimenopause and menopause, you know, feeling like you're stuck in your symptoms, um, please remember that I have this amazing menopause moguls program that essentially helps um, high achieving professional women of color over 40 who wants to manage these symptoms, optimize their overall health in perimenopause and menopause. And they, you know, not only optimize their health, but they also gain clarity, focus, and energy so they can take their business to the next level. They can start their own business, which a lot of my clients are actively doing as we speak. I'm so excited for them. So if that's something that interests you, please shoot me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Joyelle or on Facebook at Dr. Joyelle, D-R-J-O-Y-E-L. And also, if there are questions about what I talked about today in regards to options, you can also shoot me a DM and I will answer your questions. And please, please, please share this with all the women that you know. (laughs) Share this episode because like I said, we all, we do not need to be out here struggling. We, we don't. We don't have to. We really don't. And also leave a review so more women can see this podcast and get this information. All right. All right, ladies. Until next time, y'all take care. Thank you for listening. If you had any aha moments, please subscribe and share this podcast with all the ladies in your circle then head on over to www.drjoyelle.com to get my monthly newsletter and join my Facebook group so we all can slay our day together.